So, you somehow found your way to Eterna. Well, I certainly don't pity you. While this place can be difficult, trust me when I say there are far worse places you could have ended up. There's nothing to be done for it anyway, so you might as well sit back and grab a tankard. I hear it helps if you drink. Don't worry, we'll put it on Riley's tab. We return. We return to the courtyard of the Black Keep, where, uh, after a foolish, perhaps, uh, splitting of the party, caused some great damage to Foresight, and now everyone has reconvened. But will they stay together? Only time will tell. So I, I'm thinking that once the party's all together and everyone looks fine and okay, that um, Riley's going to pitch the same idea he pitched to Leaf earlier, saying it's probably best if we move forward at least somewhat closer together, maybe within about 60 feet away from the other party at mostly all times. Give or take. Oh, and, we were uh, about to more... enter the office of a captain. That sounds significantly more interesting than a depot. Let's do it. Yeah, we've, we found a bunch of boxes with uh, what appeared to be dilapidated materials that are of no use. But there was a mysterious iron door in the back of that depot. There was. Indeed. So, continuing from last time, we will begin at the top. Riley. Um, well, since the uh, other party, Foresight, Adira, and Leaf kind of knew where they left off, um, thinking that Riley and Lark, since we're tag-teaming this, We'll um, probably let one of them lead us until we at least get back to the room they were in before they came back. Does anybody have any issues with this? No. I'm actually excited to see where we take this. Yeah. We even left chalk markings, so. Oh, that's smart. We did not do that. Now y'all can actually arrange yourselves how you want. I just got y'all there quicker. Ish. I probably shouldn't be at the door. So I should probably not be too far away from it. Well, we were going to let Box break the door down because we didn't Foresight. know how to. to uh... <laughs> Is that the spike pit? Yeah, <laughs> it's one of them. <clears throat> you said arrange arrange ourselves where we be. <laughs> He's just assuming the next failed perception. There, I moved it. Uh, which, by the way, the um, these pits do not look like they were built into this area. They look like they were they, there was like floor removed and spikes put in. 
Crude. Uh, crude, yes. Okay, so well, somebody it... either has to unlock or break down the door. No traps detected. Yeah, that nat one didn't detect any traps. Weird. Nope. <laughs> but the lock is unlocked, and the door will swing open. Great. Within is an office. And also... A trap. It's a fireball trap, and now that we've all gathered together, it hits all of us. Just as I intended. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Lark narrowly avoids the trap, stepping to the side. So that way it hits Lark's Riley instead. down from the ceiling. What? He's just narrating. Go on. Well, that's what I was doing. He was adding to it. <sighs> but, uh, yeah. Um, scythe trap swung down. Uh, missed Lark. Uh, barely. It's not like resetting or anything, is it? No. Okay. Uh, Do we see anything in the office? Uh, Yes, there is a big table and some chairs and bookshelves and mind you, all sorts of stuff. Things you would expect to find in an office. It sounds like the domain is a man who's supposed to be here searching for stuff. It does. But Lark's going to step in. And perceive, perhaps. Riley's doing the same thing right behind him. I'll take my own roll this time, thank you. Which is the exact same thing, I got a 12. No traps are noticed. Perfect. A step more is taken. Does Riley follow him right up on his ass? I said we're tag-teaming it. You are tag-teaming it. All right. No. Hey, Riley, how does Lark's ass look from there? I don't know. What's his charisma? <laughs> um, His charisma is 10. Then his ass looks about a 10 out of 20. Really <laughs> average? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. No, that means I have a below average ass. <laughs> but what happens when their ass is a 25 of 20? It's a really good-looking ass. You are breaking that, the system. I think that blinds people on sight. Kind of like that nymph thing. Hey, I'm doing pretty good over here. I got an 18 out of 20, so... Oh, we're all looking at your ass, I guess. <laughs> well, to be fair, your ass is chiseled from solid gold. I know. Oh, the world definitely interested in your ass. <laughs> oh, I guess we're looking at Forsyth's ass, too. <laughs> yep. This one this explains a lot of these failed perception checks, so. Riley roll a 
fucking uh, reflex save. No. Fuck you get you. a plus. You get a plus two bonus for Lark Fine. being in front of you. Fine. Uh, that brings me with a plus two up to seventeen. All right. <laughs> God damn. Okay, so um, you will both save. Uh, and you will both take three damage uh, as a uh, magical spell goes off. Ooh, magical spell. Yeah, magic spell. As opposed to the mundane spells. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't go S-P-E-L-L. It goes fire. So it was like a Bernie sort of spell? Yes, it was uh, uh, as a burning hand spell. Oh, okay. The uh, bookshelf is on fire, and part of the table is burning. Oh no, says Lark. Yeah, so uh, I'm thinking after this uh, blaze of fire kind of tries to engulf Riley and Lark, um, both of them just barely managing to avoid it, Riley's going to uh, call out to the rest of the group saying, do we have any means of stopping fire? Anything? At all? Anyone? I sure hope there's nothing important in here. No, I do not. I mean, if there was enough dirt, you could probably just throw dirt on it. Well, didn't didn't Lark buy a big thing of flour? Couldn't he use that to smother it? <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Um, that is a wonderful idea. Let's do that. Uh, so, failing any way to stop the fire, this keep is made of stone, right? Yes, the keep is made most primarily of stone. There is wooden support and stuff like that, though. Okay, and from the looks of the room, are there any like windows or window slits in here? Yes. Okay, Riley's going to step out of the room, um, hoping that Lark follows him, and closes the door behind the two of them. Hoping that there is nothing important in that room. <laughs> right. oh uh, my you, God. Can, you can like try and like put fires out manually, like by hitting them with cloaks. Well, or... I, I guess how bad is the fire? It's not severe yet. Okay. It's just, okay. It's just caught. You know what? Then I, I think we can give it the college try to um. All right. Try to whack out the fire, maybe with a, a cloak or something. I mean, it's got a bucket of rocks. Yeah, throw the bucket of rocks at it. Yeah, like my cloak, or I even have a blanket, I guess. Um, All right, go ahead and make a reflex save. Twelve. Twelve. All right, so you will both put out the small amount of fire that has formed. By wrecking it with cloaks. How much XP is that? Uh, An arbitrary amount that doesn't matter. Okay, okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Um, so, uh, once the fire is put out, um, assuming some things are singed, but, uh, Riley, once again, is going to call out and say, if the rest of you want to give us just a little bit to look over this room, if you want to proceed in a bit further, see what else you can make out, that'd be a-okay. Yeah, go back and we'll try this other door in the previous room. Yeah, we could let Clint hang out in there. Is that the door immediately to the north? Uh, have you already searched this door for traps before somebody tries to open it? Have not. We went through the other door. I would like to do that then. It was a 12, get me. You do not perceive any traps. Huh. Do we perceive a lock on the door? Yeah. No lock on the door. No lock on the door. Well, I might as well be the one to open it. So. 
I'll step there and open the door. The door opens. There's okay. a hall. Okay, looks like we can go left or we can go right. Uh, I will proceed down the hallway looking for traps, I suppose. Or actually, here's, here's what I'm going to do. Here's, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell Adira to step back, and then I'm going to step back to where she's standing right now. And I'm just going to take this bucket of rocks, drop it on the ground, and then move it all the way down the hallway. All right. Uh, it is a bucket of rocks. So it'll go across the hallway. Yeah. And I'm making sure to not like pick it up off the ground, really. And just so that way, if there is something across the ground, it'll hit it. Okay. It goes across the ground all the way to there. Yep. Okay. Then, I mean, I'm still going to be kind of like looking for stuff, but I'm not going to be stopping every square to look. And then I'll move up mm, to there. You, uh, whenever you perceive for traps, you perceive within 10 feet of you. So. Okay. Then I guess I'll make a. I'll go to that point and make a perception. Okay. And don't you don't see any traps. So I'll go there, bring the bucket back to me. Make a reflex save. Of course. And that's actually not a terrible. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, tell me, what are you wearing? What are what are the four most prominent items on Brock's person? And are you holding anything in your hands? Uh, a cestus. Um, probably my clothes, my armor, and my bag full of stuff. He's also got a necklace made of rocks. Okay. And your cestus are made of leather, correct? My what? Your cestus. They're made of leather, correct? think they are made of leather. Cestus are generally made out of leather. Just like leather with a hard uh, material on the inside. Sometimes they're studded, but usually not. Uh, one of your cestus is now broken, but not destroyed. I only have the one. Oh, you only have one? Okay, well, your cestus yep. is now broken. That is unfortunate. Uh, as rocks fall. But you don't die. You do take five damage, though. Take five. Okay. Hm. Well, I guess I will look back and go, well, that didn't work. You have more rocks now. And they're bigger. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, would y'all like to go through this door or down the hallway more? Um, well, if you're leading, you choose. Uh, well, I will perceive to make sure there's no more traps in this area. And then I will approach this door. Assuming that a 21 doesn't see a trap right here. You can see no trap there, but you can see the door is trapped. Oh. Can I tell what kind of trap? Not particularly. You imagine that the actual mechanism's on the other side of the door. But you can see the trigger. I'll step back. Uh, that door is clearly trapped. I don't know how to solve that, though. Um, can you throw a rock at the trigger? Uh, it appears that the mechanism is on the other side of the door, so probably not. Yeah, you could target the trigger. Oh, I could. Then yeah. Maybe, yes. I'll peek around the corner and, I guess, try and trigger the trap. All right. You would also hear a noise uh, with your earlier perception check. It sounds like an almost like a knocking sound. It's somewhat rhythmic. It's like on the on the other side of that door. Uh yes, on the other side of that door. Well then I will also inform you that there are noises from that side of the door. 
Um, well, maybe we shouldn't open that door just yet. Well, actually, here's here, here's what I'm gonna do. If there's obvious noises, um, while I'm still here, uh, I will use my ability to gain tremor sense for a round. All right. So I should be able to see whatever's making the noise. You can see a table in the room, and on every one of those, you can see a knife contact with the table, but then it vanishes, and then it reconnects uh, slightly off to one side or the other, and it's just going back and forth in sort of a pattern. There appears to be something with a knife. I don't know. You don't see, like, any being or anything. Yeah, I I know. That's that's what I was about to say. I don't know if it's mechanical or a person, but I see a knife. We might want to wait to go in that room till the rest of the party catches up. Well, then I check around this corner. It's a hallway in which you see no traps. Okay. I will proceed to here. I will check the traps. You do not see any traps? Uh, before I round the corner, I will uh, I will look back around this one, and I will say, uh, I'll clear up to here, it seems. Oh, God, that's a long hallway. Yeah, and, like, in the wall here... There's, like, a lot of shelves and stuff on which it seems that various things were once kept. Uh, there are a few bottles, and, like, they're cordoned off almost like cubbies, about two feet wide by a foot high. One of them's got a couple of rusted daggers in it. One of them's got uh, some bottles. Another one has a mealy old sack. Uh, one of them has a holy symbol in it. Which wall was that along? Uh, you're right. Might as well just continue proceeding, although you'll be aware of that. Um, uh, what are Riley and Lark doing during this time? Tearing apart this room, looking for interesting things. Alright. Uh, and Leaf? Uh, I am just kind of keeping an eye, an eye on our resident troublemakers. Okay, so you're keeping an eye on them. Uh, so Riley, uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. Riley... Yes. Perception. Well, since you asked so nicely. 15. Okay. You're, like, helping look around. Lark is currently pouring through the desk, taking out basically everything and putting it on top. You're you're helping with the books on the bookshelf. But what you notice uh, one of the shelves on the bookshelf doesn't look quite the same as the others. It like uh, it doesn't fit as well. It stands out, you would say. It stands out. Does it have anything like written on the the spine of the shelf? Oh, it's just a shelf. Yeah. Um. I'd check it out. Knock on it a little bit. Does it? Is it movable? Uh, it does wiggle. Yeah. It doesn't just like come straight out. It doesn't seem, but it wiggles. It looks like it's move removable somehow. Interesting. Um, Riley's going to. Oh, Clint's in here too. Uh, Riley's going to alert Lark to the uh, mechanism to see if his expert roguish eyes can detect anything that I perhaps cannot. He doesn't see anything special and goes to jack around with it a little bit. Eventually he gets it to pop like it full, like it actually like pops up in the back and slides forward uh, before being removed. And there's a small chamber, only about an inch tall, but running about three quarters the length of the shelf, in which uh, is a, a scroll case, a small scroll case. Interesting. Um, uh, assuming we can remove it without problem, I'm interested to see maybe Clint's immediate take on it. 
Yeah, uh, you pull it out. Um, Lark hands it to Clint, who will look it over. Um, he's just uh, he opens it very carefully on the table. Uh, pulls out a couple of implements to gently remove what lies within. Uh, and there are three sheets of paper in it. Uh, one of them greatly uh, catches the attention of Clint. It seems to be some sort of document. And the other ones, he looks over for a moment, and uh, and he picks them up, and he'll kind of motion back to the two of you. He's like, uh, these don't have much specific historical importance. They appear to be magical scrolls. I don't know if either of you can use them, but perhaps somebody in your party can find some use with these. Uh, yes, we'll finish uh, clearing through this room, and then we'll catch up with them and hand them off and see what they have to say. The rest of our party, that is. All right, wonderful. What's the um? What's the piece of paper you seem to pull out? What does that involve? Uh, this is a writ of order. Um, it's describing a last, last cause. Um, it seems to explain a bit why this place is so terribly trapped. Uh, the uh, the Lord of the Fort, uh, Virak Mansfield, the commander. Uh, he's the one who gave the order. Uh, to have this place so heavily enforced against intrusion even long after it's uh, emptying. There's some mention here of a device to hold the sanctity of the keep. Uh, It says it shall be held in the western foyer. Interesting. This has authentic uh authentic writing and signatures and a wax seal even at the bottom uh the though simple the scroll case itself is in good condition as well i should like to keep these yes i do hope it's a good addition to your collection sir i think it will be thank you and he starts going through the things that lark pulled out and put on the table uh choosing some to kind of put off to the side and others to collect and put into his bag as well Sure, sure. And yeah, I think um, assuming we kind of looked over everything worth looking over in here, we'll stick around until he finishes up. Uh, he will uh, open a small box uh, that was put onto the table uh, and be like, oh, I think these may be of use as well. Uh, hopefully they still function. Um, he turns the box around and pushes it forward. And within our uh, six little uh, sections... Uh, four of which have potions in them, uh, one of which is larger than the other two. So uh, all told, we got four potions and two scrolls from this room. Uh, yes. Great. Riley has no idea what any of this is. This is uh, amazing. Uh, and for um, for reference, the reason there is a larger potion is because I have a system that I made where there can be potions of various amounts of use, uh, which I will share uh, it'll it'll be in a minute, but basically, uh, they have the benefit of besides taking up less space, they um they uh can free up some of your action economy. Okay, sounds dope. And it's it's free, so y'all can just download it if y'all want. It. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, with that room cleared out and the next hallway kind of peered upon and and worked out, uh, what are y'all going to do? 
Um, I think at this point, just getting back together briefly to at least see if anyone has any insight on the uh, goodies we just picked up. All right. Adira, Foresight, uh, you may notice Riley looking for you. Yoo-hoo. Yeah, we're just standing in the hallway because we're just kind of following Brock. So Riley will call out, we've picked up a couple of scrolls and some potions. Unfortunately, I have no idea what they are or how to identify them. So if any of you would like to take a look, by all means. Um, Adira does not know how to identify magical stuff. Does anyone know how to identify magical stuff? Kind of. Uh, I have no idea how to identify magical stuff. I kind of can. This is my favorite party. Uh, to be fair, you can attempt to identify a potion via a uh, perception check. I actually technically have the ability to because of my archetype. There's that too. I don't have a high chance of success. But... What looks like foresight is our best hope. Oh, that's, that's a sad day. <laughs> you can do it with uh, craft alchemy, can't you? Uh, I can do it with profession. But yes, an alchemist can, or anybody with craft alchemy, I guess, can do it. Probably, I know an alchemist can. I don't know if it's class specific or not. Uh, anybody can identify a potion with a perception check DC twenty, or it might be DC twenty plus spell level. But uh, I can identify a potion as if using detect magic, using a profession uh, herbal instead of spellcraft. Mm-hmm. I also get half level minimum. I get plus one, and I get to use my charisma modifier. So what's what's your minimum? Like if you were to roll a one on that, uh, that'd be a, a minimal. So do y'all want to group back up? What's going on? Sure. Yeah, foresight. Give it a shot. Let's 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 group up and let him try it. Is everyone hyped for this now? I'm so hyped. I'm ready for it. Unless you think it's a level one spell. To identify a spell is fifteen plus, but I rolled a three on the die. It's <laughs> you get to try on each item. How many tries is that? Because you failed so badly on that one, I don't think you can try that one for another day. But uh, what what would you have looked at first? Uh, if we're doing potions, we'll say the large one was first, just because that seems like the the most important to start with. Okay. Uh, you do it the exact opposite way. I do it. The, I do it the same way. I open presents. Start with the smallest one and work up to the biggest one. Well, the smallest ones can be really great, though. With presents, especially these days when technology is so tiny. There's 22. All right. So the next potion uh, is a potion of hide from undead. And foreboding. How many are there total? Uh, there's four total, the large one, and then three others. That's a four on the die, so I fail. And that's 13. That is a uh, potion of pass without a trace. Neat. I'm a fan of that spell, actually. Okay. Anybody want to try and identify the... The two he didn't get. I mean, it can, it can be done with just a perception without even, like, detect magic or anything? Yep. Sure. Technically, I could also detect magic. Yeah, you can try it again that way, too, with the spellcraft. What is my spellcraft? Is it garbage? It's a floor. Um, was this on the big one? It was on the big one. It is a filter of cure light wounds, which... Uh, it will let you, it's basically two uses of a Cure Light Wound potion. So then we just have the one potion and two scrolls left. Uh, he failed to identify the other potion. Uh, do you have read magic? Yes. Then you can just identify the scrolls. Um, there are a scroll of burning hands and a scroll of fireball. That's neat. Should we sell it? That sounds like something totally not safe to put in our hands. <laughs> uh, it was found nonetheless. 
so i mean i right now the biggest question is can anyone use or does anyone want any of this right now in particular well i like the ability to use scrolls so i don't want those ditto yeah my magic doesn't work that way i can't use them so these scrolls are basically just paper money to us right Yep. Right. More or less. Awesome. Then for sake of deciding who wants to hold on to it while we venture forth, let's at least figure out who's carrying the uh, filter of Cure Light. Because that's probably important at some point. I feel like anybody other than Foresight should carry it. Yeah, the the uh, the way we do things, it's not going to last long anyway. You know what? Executive decision. I think I would like Lark to carry the filter. I'm just calling it. <laughs> So can you put that on his character sheet, Sean? Or yeah, I'll, I'll put okay. it in his character sheet. All right. All right. For now, unless anyone wants anything else, we can just quote unquote party inventory the other stuff. Riley can hold on to it unless anyone else wants to call anything. I should not carry anything. I do not have the strength to carry stuff. Okay. Leaf has been awful quiet during this. Yeah. Uh, he's not much of a rummager, and he's also uh. Oh wait. Am I muted? No, I'm not. Okay, yeah, he's, he's not much of a rummager, and uh, he's also trying not to set off any traps and get impaled by way of foresight. So uh, I'm basically standing in the middle just trying to make sure that he can rip people should they be skewered. Okay. That sentence has a double meaning. He's silently contemplating his decision <laughs> to travel with this group and, and wondering how big of a mistake this was. Just genuinely curious about how calm everyone was after that room set itself on fire well we walked out fine everything was yeah. fine what's there to be upset about i mean lark's lark's not looking very good right he had five hit points didn't he yeah he he's bloody uh well, over there uh... riley takes a five foot step so that foresight can see lark wait didn't you at the beginning of the session specifically say that he was yeah, he was not bloodied then. He is bloody now. Okay. Then I can heal him. For six. Which puts him back to max. Indeed. Now that we are all back together, uh, I will make the rest of the, uh, the group aware of the strange knife slamming noise that I heard banging on the table from the other room. You heard a knife slamming on a table. Yes. And I know nothing more than that. Because that is apparently all I could see. Well, now I'm curious. Well, just wander on behind that trap door over there. Like, to put it in perspective for you, like, when that knife slammed, like, I imagine with the tremor sense, like, you can see the shockwaves go through things. Uh-huh. Like, like, it hit the knife, and there was nothing, like, bleeding it except air. So it was like nothing was touching the knife, except the table when it hit. Uh, like, the knife is on its own? Basically. That's what it seemed like. Now the knife is floating by itself, is apparently what I saw, which makes it even more strange. But I will point out again that the door is trapped, so uh, maybe Lark should look at it before everybody else walks in. Right. Okay, I feel much better now. He's going to attempt to disable it. He's going to fail. He's going to try again and succeed. Okay. Hey, uh, I got it. Uh, I got it open. Does anybody particularly want to go first? Or should I go first? Just a quick mention, before I forget and before we kick in this door, Riley's going to relay the information that Clint gave him on that piece of paper regarding um, the, 
you all heard it. You were all here listening to it. But the, that there's a device that to quote unquote hold the sanctity of the keep within the Western foyer. Just something worth mentioning and keeping in mind. Okay. And with that said, I'm awfully curious about the knife. I'm going to be honest. So, so does that make you want to go first, or should I should I be the one to kick in the door? Uh, uh are you at full health? You're healthy. You're looking good. Uh, I mean, I'm not at full health, but I'm not hurting for health either. Okay, I'll back you up. Okay, then uh, when everybody is in position, I will open this door. I'm not going to actually kick it open, though. All right. Uh, how does everybody wish to arrange themselves? Well, I want to let the people who uh, seem to know what they're doing go first. All right. Leaf, do you feel like you more or less uh, know what you're doing as opposed to Adira and Forsyth? Um, no. <laughs> okay. I, I, so right, right now, everybody's like, oh, boy, I want to investigate this spectral knife. And uh, that seems like a terrible idea uh, for, for, like, a hobby to have an elf murder castle. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> Riley's not an elf, so I think this is an okay hobby for Riley to have. Brock right, is so also have... not an elf. He is also not as curious as Riley. He's just willing to take the first hit. All right. Everyone is in position. Yep. Now we'll open the door. The door opens. You would have noticed walking up to it that the sound had ceased. A singular knife of uh, interesting design sticks out of a table. Uh, there's a bench on each side, and the table is marred with very many little points where the knife has entered it. But you see no person. You see no great mechanism. And the knife is not currently moving? No, it's just stuck there. There is a chill in the room, though. I would, I would like to make a make a perception to, I don't know, see a ghost. Okay. Can I roll one too, since I'm standing right behind him? Sure. Ten. Please do. Please roll better than a ten. Rolling to see a ghost. That's a twenty-one to see a ghost. Okay, so obviously, uh, Brock, you don't see any ghost. You just see a knife. Um, Riley, you don't necessarily see a ghost but you do feel like there there's a sense of something being in this area uh there there's a definite chill like there's almost like a uh an emotion dragged along with this chill it's not like malice or anger or sadness it's kind of like lonely and how to put this weary it's a weary feeling uh, Riley's going to put a hand on Brock's shoulder just to make sure he doesn't go waltzing into the knife murder room and say I do not see a ghost but I do get the impression that there's some weight to the room if that makes sense Do you feel it best we not enter it then? Perhaps I don't particularly feel comfortable putting the party in this sort of jeopardy when I know not what we're walking into I, I do not disagree with that sentiment as uh, I don't see anything, and I do not like fighting things I cannot see. Uh, both of you go ahead and make a perception check. Oh god, it doesn't care. It doesn't care that we don't want to enter. It's coming after us anyway. <laughs> Eight. Thirteen. Uh, both of you would notice the sound, uh, but only Riley 
would notice uh, the knife sort of unwedge itself from the table uh, and start going. Is it like Morse code or something? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It's like going back and forth. There's uh, like it makes six stabs heading left and then it makes five going right and then back and forth and it's it's doing that uh so yeah it it's it's reminiscent of uh five finger fillet or the knife game as it were oh i love the knife game i have a lot of scars because of that game really? i've never oh. played that game yeah really i prefer checkers <laughs> i prefer checkers, checkers but with knives i think i'll invest in Checkers with knives. That sounds like a really good game. <laughs> uh, there, there's a sudden halt to it after about 15 seconds. Uh, and uh, the, the knife pull, pulls out of the table one last time, and then like off to the side, it stabs back in. So I imagine that uh, Brock and Riley both just kind of watched and listened to this whole thing go down as it interrupted their conversation. And um, like everybody in the hall could hear it, right? So I, as a player, hate to leave this room alone, but I think Riley wants to suggest that the maybe there's some more information somewhere that might be able to tell of someone who once resided in this room or something. Um, maybe we'll be able to be more prepared to deal with some invisible force of whatever holding and wielding a knife like that later like, on. As as far as the room itself goes, it looks kind of like like a guard break room almost there's not like a knowledge check that would be relevant here like knowledge has uh do you, does anybody have religion or well fuck i mean leaf can make any check that's right yeah so re- religion yeah but bam 19 um leaf you would know that sometimes uh spirits and whatnot they don't they don't hold entirely as much of sense of self as like a ghost or a phantom might but they can be imbued upon a a place uh and you would know that there's always a way to put these spirits to rest uh this is a haunt okay i I think it wants you to put your hand on the table (laughs) (laughs) uh but so so, i'm just kind of like scooby-doo peeking around the corner as everybody's just kind of gawking at this animate spectral knife and uh Uh, the knife seems quite normal it doesn't seem spectral at all haunted knife i suppose would be a better term uh but yeah i'm just like peeking around the corner and making mutterings of uh spirits and saying uh perhaps this isn't uh a spirit in the whole uh certain events or uh, memories can imprint themselves on an area, and you can uh, have a spectral force such as this. Uh, but there's usually some way to banish this thing, and it doesn't always require some sort of violence. Uh, do you happen to see any other details in the room? Uh, go ahead and make perceptions again, and Leaf, you can make one too. Ba-bam! <laughs> 
18. Leaf, you would also know that uh, spells that would hide you from undead also hide you from a haunt. Okay. Well, bringing in a solid 8. Riley has 13. Okay. Um, so this time, with the express intention of looking around the room, I think uh, Brock and Riley kind of settle up and, and take a peek around. Uh, there is a corpse in the corner. Hmm. Long, long since decayed. So, like, desiccated and skeletal? Yeah. Um, long since decayed. I don't suppose there's any, like, remnants of, like, a uniform or clothing or armor or anything on it. Uh, it's got, like, rusted chainmail on it. Okay. Uh, it doesn't... It's not wearing a helmet. Uh, it doesn't look armed at all. Like I, I mean, it has arms, but that's it. Um, clothing is tattered to a unrecognizable degree. Tell me, Leaf, do you think that uh, perhaps burying the body of a spirit that may not have moved on would quell the haunts? Or may? Um, based off of your check, Leaf, uh, that can sometimes do it. Uh, but haunts tend to have less to do, like, like I said, tend to have less to do with the person and more the place. So there's usually something that can be done to quell the spirit, to bring it to rest, spirit or spirits, depending, uh, bring it to rest. So burying it, burying the body, if the body is indeed related, may have some effect on it, but there's not really a great way for you to tell for sure at this moment. Yeah, so uh, I, I communicate so much more along the lines of uh, the these types of uh, less intelligent haunts tend to be less about the person and more about an imprint that the person's left on the area. Uh, perhaps a burial could uh, lay it to rest, but there's no way to be certain, and uh, anything we do may risk agitating it. Yes, but don't you think it's cruel to leave it as is? It doesn't seem like it would hurt to put the body to a proper rest. Uh, I don't deny any potential cruelty in that situation, but I'm hardly an exorcist. Yes, neither am I. I I deal with nature spirits, uh, not lingering human spirits. I, I wish I knew more on the matter. Well, then perhaps... The uh, presence here can be communicated with. You need not follow, but I know what I am doing. Blam! Oh my god. When you step into the room, uh, you would see sort of almost like a mist kind of coalesce. It's got a vaguely humanoid shape, and it sits down at the table, and a ghostly voice that doesn't really seem to emanate from it, but almost like Echoing off the walls. Mm-hmm. Ah, friend, come down. Let's play again. See if you can beat me this time. So it is where I kind of thought it was going. Yeah, Riley will uh, step t- over towards the table and say, mostly to see if he gets any sort of response. Uh, my apologies. Did I keep you waiting long? Oh no, not long at all. You know the commanders really grilling our asses over keeping watch tonight. But 
it'll be okay. Didn't happen last night, didn't happen the night before. You want to go first? Um, is he's uh, is the entity holding a knife? Uh, no, the knife is still stuck in the table. He's just motioning towards it. Yeah, you know what? To hell with it. Um, Riley sees someone or something that appears and feels like maybe it could just use company. So, and he's never had a chance to play a five finger fillet with a ghost before. So I'm thinking, let's do it. He'll, um, Riley will say, and the chances of it happening this evening, friend, are probably slim as well. And he'll grab the knife. Let's engage in a game. Now, is this All something right. only he can see, or can we see this from outside? No, you would be able to see it, too, uh, outside. As soon as he walked in the room, that kind of like that chill, that, that carried that like feeling of loneliness kind of receded when he walked in. Uh, so is anybody else going to do anything? Anybody moving around, looking in? Uh, I am also going to step in uh, kind of slowly, just trying not to draw his attention if I can. But, you know, just if it decides to turn hostile, I would, I would like to be in the room. All right. Uh, it waves at you as you enter, but uh, doesn't regard you more than that. Well, then I will wave back. In the meantime, <laughs> Foresight fiddles with the rope, making sure he's properly secured. See, like, man, I don't. Proc doesn't know how to feel about that situation. Yeah. Um, Sean. Even though I'm going to fail the roll because I have to roll an mm -hmm. at twenty to pass it, can I step? here where I can see and try my uh, order reading. Yes, and in entity. fact, you will gain a plus five bonus on that. It's not you know, help, like You but... just get the same feeling they did, that sort of like almost ambient feeling, although it's extremely faint at this point because uh, it has receded, but there's like just the, the lightest tinge of, uh, of like loneliness and, and weariness. Uh, so, Foresight, are you doing anything other than fiddling? No, that's it. That's all. Okay. Uh, Leaf, are you going to proceed in further? Uh, proceed in further? No. I might step back and just kind of, you know, explain the situation to Clint and uh, say, are, are you familiar uh, with any histories detailing uh, events with guards in this place? Uh, something that may hint to a lingering spirit. Um, well, many of the uh, many of the journals I have mentioning this place are first-hand accounts from soldiers that were here. Although uh, most of what I've received are from those who left uh, prior to the last couple of weeks of its known inhabitants. So. Uh, it's it's possible some mention, uh, but I don't think anything that would have to do with any haunt. I don't remember reading anything about uh, people saying that this place was haunted uh, from the time period. So, hmm. just newer accounts of such things. Well, I suppose we'll see how good uh, Mister Morheim is at this game. Oh, I hope you cut off all your fingers. That'd be hilarious. I, I hope he does well. You're not the only one. All right, so Riley, uh, the way this game is going to work is you're going to be making attack rolls. 
Uh, they are to hit the spaces in between your fingers. And uh, basically, each round, uh, you increase the speed and thus the penalty to your attacks. Uh, the first round will have no penalty to any attack, and this is effectively a game against uh, this individual. You will take turns. So it's just attack rolls, pretty much. Basically. Okay. Uh, you can uh, you can choose to do sleight of hand as well, uh, if that is better for you. Um, or anything else you think would do well. Uh, swim? Would that be fine? No. No, uh, I don't think swim's going to help. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think the attack roll is going to do it because I have a um, armor check penalty with sleight of hand. So... Uh, I don't. What kind of armor do you wear? Um, studded, studded leather. Yeah, studded leather. Oh. Yeah, but I, I also don't have skill ranks in sleight of hand, so it's just oh, flat decks. So at least I get my bab with an attack roll. Right. All right. So uh, he did offer for you to go first. You can refuse if you would like. No, I'll, I'll take lead. Let's do it. Um, I'm assuming I don't need to power attack, right? Like I'm not trying to cut off my. Fingers. Not unless you're trying to break the table. All right, I'm just going to roll the attack roll for the dagger that I carry on my person. It's the same thing. So. All right. Uh, that's a net 20 for a 25. All right, so uh, you go through all of, all of the points along your fingers, perfectly hitting right down the middle for all of them, uh, not not getting any anywhere even near your fingers. Uh, and... This this spirit's face is not very distinct at all, but it, it's like nodding and it's like humming the song along while you're doing this. So basically, each round is a verse, uh, and then you stick the thing in the table, and he'll reach out for it, and he will roll, and he will go through it uh, quite well as well. Not not quite as good as you did, but. He will get through the first round. Uh, now you're on to the second round, and you will be taking a minus one penalty. All right. So whatever this is, minus one. Yeah. So that's an 18. All right. You make it through without stabbing yourself. It goes on to his round, and he does the same. Your turn. The song begins to speed up. Other forms begin to coalesce in the corners. Uh, not just people either, tables, chairs, things that aren't currently in this room. These vague, wispy spirits uh, all begin to chant the song uh, and clap along to the rhythm. This is amazing. Riley's really getting into it. Is this next roll at a minus two? Yes. All right. It will be a cumulative minus one. All right. So that's a 21 total. All right. Uh, <clears throat> you do that. It's on to his turn. And he does it, but just barely. It's on to you again as the pace picks up even more. All right. Riley starts tapping his feet, one foot with the uh, the rhythm of the room, and it goes for another one, which is a 18 this time. You continue to succeed. He picks up his pace and picks up his game, doing even better than you did. 
and passes the knife back. Mutter something about him trying to show off. 14 this time. 14. You come really close to cutting yourself, but you you manage to to avoid it just barely, and it moves on to him. And he uh, he blazes through, passing the knife back. It's now at a minus five. And the spirits around the room are getting louder, more cacophonous. More appear, and the room becomes somewhat crowded. Almost as if an excited crowd is cheering you on. Well, let's try not to disappoint them. With a ten. A ten. You end up nicking your finger. Uh, this doesn't... Uh, this would not actually lose you the game. Uh, if you keep going. But... Uh, but you do just barely, like, kind of nick yourself. So you pass it off to him. And he does the same. A tiny splinter of blue light dashes out of the side of his finger as the knife goes down. He winces, but keeps going. It's back to you. Minus six. Uh... Honestly, with how weird everything's going in the room, but just the energy, Riley's probably all uh, lit up and a wide smile on his face, having never really experienced something like this before. It's intense. And the, the feeling in the room... Oh, 15, very nice. You you succeed. Yeah. Uh, the feeling in the room has gone from that cold, lonely weariness to an excitement and almost a hopeful feeling. Uh, Brock, you being in proximity would certainly notice this as well. And everybody out in the hallway, uh, would y'all like to change what you're doing in the moment? I don't want to go in there with a bunch of ghosts. Yeah, only crazy people do that. Yeah. As he takes the knife and the speed picks up once again, ethereal flames light on the walls and now missing the sconces and the room is filled with a warm light and once again the ghost nicks his finger a different one this time and it's your go you succeed again with a 15 and roll like a boss tonight and you pass it back he'll nick it he'll nick another finger he's looking pained but excited his form begins to take on greater definition as the other spirits coalesce into more coalesce into more dense forms themselves. As the song picks up, the lights get brighter, and the room feels genuinely warm for the first time since you entered it. Um, as these people take on more solid form, I'm gonna start pushing Forsyth back down the hallway. These are the elf murderers. Okay. I mean, I'm fine. Uh, and this song is clearly audible down the hall as well. Leaf, Clint, you can hear or Clint, Leaf can hear it. Uh, Adira can hear it. Yeah, Adira's just like, let's get all the elfy-like people out of the line of sight of these things. So it's it's your turn, Riley. Uh, Riley takes a knife from the table and does a little flourish between his fingers. And goes for another round. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have said I flourished. I knew uh, I shouldn't have said I flourished. It was, it was the flourish that got you. Make a fortitude save. <laughs> All right. And that's a uh, nat 20 for 22. 
All right. So, you bite back against the pain. You can keep playing if you want, but you've lost a finger. Oh, never mind. My God. Well, there's no stopping now. I gotta see this through. <laughs> All right. I can't let this guy takes the knife. Your your hand plastered, gritting against the pain, just kind of shoving your knuckle against its severed stump. Uh, gritting my teeth. Yeah. And just like you did, basically, he calls across. And a spew of blue light comes out of its hand. He's just like, ah, Well, it's... <laughs> he, he, he obviously sounds painless. Uh, it, it looks like you finally beat me. Uh. Uh, Riley smiles and holds out his bloodied hands for a handshake. I think I'm going to go get this looked at. <laughs> and he, he goes to grasp your hand and it just passes through. But he kind of like makes the motion. Right. Awesome. Like, and, uh, and he, he goes like, and he waves and he walks back through that back door. Uh, and he just like walks into it and vanishes. All the lights come down, the, the forms dissipate. Uh, and the room feels very empty now. No sense of loneliness, no sense of weariness. Uh, but there, w- there was definitely a lot of better emotion near the end uh there brock would approach riley and be like well that was that was rather impressive but you you might want to get that looked at yeah uh, you took this... one damage too by the way oh, only one damage from losing a finger awesome um <laughs> so uh like it's at this point that um riley like takes his injured hand into his uninjured hands and clutches it and just starts laughing this pained joyous laugh um, having gone through all of that, but feeling like maybe he made a difference in something's existence. Right. Uh, and I'm going to roll a d3. One d3. Uh, you cut off your pinky. Oh, well, that's the least important. Least favorite finger. No, you can't pinky swear, though. So is that a condition or a buff? Or... <laughs> That pinky was just holding you back. Um, it it might circumstantially make like a minus one penalty on certain things, but generally speaking, no, it won't. Like right now, you probably shouldn't hold things in that hand until right. it gets healed. But uh, and your figure is sitting on the table, uh, as well as the knife. Do we want to see what happens if you hold the finger to a use magical healing on it? Just grows a fresh Riley. <laughs> I don't think we can handle two. <laughs> I don't think I can handle two. You're good, Riley. And I'm bad, Riley. <laughs> no, I'm Riley Morheim. <laughs> yeah, I... this is Riley Morheim, points at finger. This is Riley Lessheim. Oh, no. I have him say that. 
<laughs> so I, I guess after um, the the little pained chuckle he has, he looks up at Brock and says, um, through like gritted teeth, that that was fantastic. You you seem to have a lot of fun. I I hope it was worth the. Uh, he would look down at the pinky on the table. The uh, the loss. Only get to do that nine more times. <laughs> I'm gonna let myself believe so, and Riley's going to uh, gather the knife and the remnants of his pinky, and say um, out loud, "Foresight, can you attach fingers?" That is a concerning question. <laughs> I seem to have misplaced one of mine. That no, is a... you, you know exactly where it is. <laughs> yes, but he doesn't. <laughs> Significantly. Tabletop Gaming, the ultimate frontier. These are the adventures of the Hexgrid heroes and their search for the next deal, the next bargain, and the next alien shootout. Boldly throw dice where few have thrown before. Professor Oak. Some people call me the Pokemon Professor, and I have a few people I'd like to introduce to you. Hi there. My name is Cory, and I'm about to embark on my Pokemon journey. With my childhood friend Pidgey, I think I'm ready to find out what happened to my mom all those years ago. I have spent years in the shadow of my father, leader of the Viridian City Gym and Pokemon Champion Blue. But I am now ready to forge my own destiny. My name is Azul, and I will become the world's greatest Pokemon master. Hey, Twerps. Jamie, the future leader of Team Rocket here. My parents tried so hard for world domination, but now it's my turn to pick up where they left off. With my Pokemon by my side, no one can stop me or stand in my way. <laughs> hey, hey, Cory, Azul. Wait, wait, you can't leave me. My minions, your leader is here, hold on. Welcome to Pokemon Say Chow. Um, let's go see about the missing finger. Uh, of course, Leaf, you would, you would hear about this as well. So, uh, yeah, Riley's just clutching the uh, dagger in one hand and the uh, remnants of his finger in the other. Um, I guess looking at Foresight, how big of a heel slut are you? <laughs> so, I don't okay. think he has lesser regeneration. <laughs> I don't think so level. either. That's why I was going to ask, if I use Magical Heal... Well, I have a series of questions. First, if I use Magical Healing and 
press like have the finger connected to the wound and use healing would it heal back i'm assuming no but no uh okay could i sew it back probably not you could attempt a heel check you could attempt reattachment surgery yeah that that is a thing you could try i'm gonna say the chances are pretty shit but yeah you could try better now than later yes very much we could all assist Oh, I need a heal kit. That's the main thing. Cut off his. T- I mean, <laughs> you could always take the penalties. Um, when, like you, no, you actually need a heal kit. Otherwise, you don't have the physical materials in order to do the job. Well, you could still do um, jury rig tools, but it comes out to a minus four penalty instead of minus yeah. two. And I have a plus five, so. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, <laughs> not not really even with an at 20 that's still dealing like a 20 um i would say i would say for suturing i think um mr lark's fine tailoring kit might function as good enough tools for such a thing i'll accept it riley has no problems with this so I'm gonna actually cast Embrace Destiny on myself. Cast what on yourself? Uh, remember that spell that I was like, I probably won't be able to use this. It allows you to roll 1d20 and uh, use the roll afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basically, he's hoping that he can roll really good and then decide to use that roll. Hmm. Basically. That's- it's not bad. You, you, you could get you could get assistance. Is there, a, is there a rule to how many people can assist? If we all assist, we all give plus two. Uh, who else is trained in heal? I am. Mm, Leaf could assist. I mean, technically, it's not a trained skill. I would say for surgery. We can have Box hold him down. I like how everyone is just surrounding Riley while we reattach part of a finger. Just rub some dirt in it. Yeah, there we go. No, guys, again, just... body. That's disrespectful. I'll just cast Mending. It's fine. <laughs> okay, speaking of Mending, can somebody fix my glove? Two of us can, actually. Yeah, I can do that while they're doing surgery. Go ahead and cast uh, Mending. Uh, Leaf, go ahead and make an assist roll uh, for whatever Foresight decides to do. That's a 10 for the assistance. Enough, yeah, that is enough. I don't trust myself rolling blinds. I'll take 18, a total of 19, plus 2 for the assist, so 21. A twenty-one. I will say that that will reattach the finger um, and splint it up. I will say, Riley, if if you do not protect this hand, uh, the check will fail. Uh, if it cannot um, have a certain amount of time to naturally heal, like if you cast a heal spell now, it will kind of put it together a little bit a little bit but not great 
he's going to need to naturally heal this. So if uh, if you let it get beat up again, if something happens to it, your Mm -hmm. your pinky is is good as gone. Okay. Um, So, like, are you saying that a heal would expedite? It it might make things easier for him should something come along. Like, I could I could use just a little bit of HP if you have something small to give me. Um, this would be a good time to do it. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> well, very small. Two. I'll take it. And then, um, assuming if like combat erupts or something, if Riley keeps maybe his uh, injured hand behind his back or something, foregoing the buckler bonus to his AC, would that probably cover it? Yeah, that would that would cover it in combat. Okay. All right. I will uh, keep that in mind. All right. And it's safe to uh, assume that that's how he does combat until his uh, hand heals up. Alrighty then. Would that three be enough to fix the Cestus? Yes, the three would be just enough to fix the Cestus back to good old new. So, ten minutes of surgery and ten minutes of casting a healing, or a a fix-it spell. And now Lark is probably upset that there's blood all over some of his needles. I can clean the blood off. Yes, please. Prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. Ring, ring, best spell in the world. Well, Brock would thank Adira very much for fixing his broken gauntlet. Not a problem. Yes, and uh, once surgery's done, Riley gives Foresight's a um, nod and a simple thank you, and then lets Foresight's um, do his own thing. Okay. Uh, and Riley. Oh, sorry. What was that, Brock? Oh, no, I was just saying he gave him what he always wanted, to be left alone. <laughs> a nod and a thank you? That's weird things to want. Yeah, but you let him do his own thing. Oh. That's all he ever wanted. Independence, I see. Which is weird, since he's tied up to someone. <laughs> it's actually a ruse. I'm, I'm tied up to him. I'm so bamboozled. Bamboozled. Alright, so... um. Riley, please add into your inventory mystery dagger. Yeah, I was actually just about to ask, is there anything unique about the dagger? Um, it does look very well made. Uh, like the steel uh, is engraved uh, with, just with like images, not with any uh, particular name or anything. Oh, well... Uh... You know, we have a historian here. Does Clint know? Can a Clint identify the dagger? Clint can try. No. He cannot. He, he can do nothing other than tell you it's old. Awesome. Awesome. Um, last ditch effort. How about Lark? On the die. I think Lark has a, a decent appraise, if that's what you're rolling. Uh, it was not an appraisal. It was a knowledge history. But, uh, like, he could probably tell you how much it's worth. Uh, I give him another roll on that. Um, uh, it's pretty expensive. He he estimates it to be in like the two hundred to three hundred range. Uh, Lark uh, hones it down a little bit closer to um to to closer to the three hundred range. So is this just a fancy dagger, or is it masterwork? Uh, it's masterwork. Okay, great. 
Yeah, if no one minds, I'm going to keep the masterwork dagger that cut off a finger, if that's cool with the party. It seems like I, I feel momentum. like you've earned it. Thank you. Clint doesn't have any issues with that. Um, uh, it is a balanced one sharp two dagger. Which it'll give you a, if you're wielding it when initiative is rolled, it will give you a plus one bonus to initiative. Uh, Neat. And it deals two additional damage uh, when on a on a proper hit. That's cool. All right. But mind that these eyes only see the mundane. Y'all haven't checked it to see if it's magic or anything. So you can go bother foresight for that. <laughs> so Riley um, takes a five foot step in front of foresight and waves a dagger in front of his face and says, "Hey, buddy." <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure that I know exactly what this dagger can do, if you don't mind telling me if it has any magical properties. And then Foresight thus cast Detect Magic! It is magical. Oh, hey, it is magic. I continue casting Detect Magic! There is one aura on this dagger. Uh, you would see... I think it's Abjuration? Let me let me make sure. That's the protective one, like defending. Conjuration. My apologies. That's the summony one. As a conjuration aura. God, I know it would be really cool for that dagger to do. It's probably not what it does, but man. Vorpal? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's Vorpal, but only for fingers. Mm. I take it. <laughs> Disarming, disarming would be really easy. I am specialized in that. Um, I'm just gonna assume that nine is a failed spook for check. Indeed. Yeah, he just says it has a faint aura. Uh, it actually has a moderate aura. Oh. Oh my. I will correct myself. It, it has a uh, somewhat powerful. Or of conjuration, what it ex does specifically, I'm not sure. I need to check it out longer. Maybe. Let 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 me double check on this because that might just be stupid. Okay, we'll permit it. But only this one time. Yes. Yeah, you don't you don't get to check on stuff anymore. I correct myself. It is a moderate transmutation. Now I'm really confused about what this dagger does. It's only had three different ores. What's your problem? Two, thank you. No. Abjuration, oh. conjuration, transmutation. It's I can almost, count. It's almost a whole wizard on its own. <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it only has the one aura. It, it has a uh, possibly transformative effect. Uh, Riley blinks a couple of times, nods along as if he understands magical mumbo-jumbo and says, yes, of course, when we have more time, perhaps we'll take another look at it. Uh, Clint says, if, if, if we would like to retreat back to the courtyard, he can take a look at it. Or if, we can, if you would like to retreat back to the courtyard, I can take a look at it. How much of the day has um, passed probably by Probably like 20 or 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not time for a break. 
the last session was part of today yeah. too is the reason i'm asking probably like so 30 minutes oh maybe closer maybe closer to an hour you performed surgery on a finger I mean, well also we we have talked pretty significantly in character as well it, yeah. it has to at least be an hour yeah and the, the last session had all those freaking traps Which all went off at the same time basically but yeah so we'll we'll say an hour maybe an hour and a half uh since y'all arrived or since y'all woke up i mean well, uh, Riley will say, I see no reason to take a break now. We still have plenty of uh, quote-unquote daylight ahead of us. And unless anyone's eager for a rest, I see no reason why we can't move forward. All right. Carry on. I guess I may as well mention I can heal uh, probably twice more today. So then at the very least, we have... Great to keep in mind. At least a little bit to move forward. But we'll keep that in mind. Well, we have the door at the back of this room, or we have the rest of this hallway. We're already here. And that door's right there. That's a compelling argument, as the whole room just turns and stares at Lark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. Just hold on a second. This is my voice now. I've evolved into a brand new form, ascended above and beyond what I was before. Take it possessed by one of spirits. <laughs> I'm going to perceive some traps. Yeah, he got possessed by the spirit of a southern preacher. I, I do not perceive traps with him. <laughs> you do not. But nor does he with his high roll. He opens the door and proceeds. There is another oh, door. Oh god, I lost him. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just move to this end of the room. Is that a five foot by five foot hallway? It or is a transitionary section, yes. I see. The door is checked again. There's not any traps on it. So uh the door is opened. What the hell kind of room is this? Uh there's like um what do you call them? Archways and stuff. Like wide archways where those apparent walls are. And in the centremont, in the center of this room, there is a strange and complex-looking mechanism. Well, aren't mechanisms the uh, rogue's specialty? Just a moment. I am doing it. Less like a mechanism and more like some sort of rune circle. I'm working with what I have. Oh, I kind of see it now. It's a picture of Abraham Lincoln. Oh. No, you're okay, right. Okay, yeah. No, I see it. I see it. It's a jigglypuff, oh, cool. as seen from above. <laughs> Maybe if we activate it, we'll summon <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. that shit. <laughs> it's a Voltorb. It's an electrode. It's a jigglypuff, as pictured from above. <laughs> Fucking. That episode, man. Ugh. There is a strange, large mechanism with many bits and bobs and things. Well, either way, I'm hoping it summons Abraham Lincoln because we can take him to uh, the vampire homeland because he's really good at fighting vampires. Or a Jigglypuff. That'd be cool, too. I could use a pet. Uh, Lark designates the following area as safe. Does anybody here know anything about mechanisms? 
why don't we uh, pick up Clint and throw him into it? I mean, throw him in front of it and see what he thinks. I mean, I, I've got a low roll on knowledge engineering. Also fair. Everyone can take a gander. Except for Riley. He has no idea. Yeah, I don't have any, any points in engineering. I've done engineering, but I don't think that, that works. At the risk of disturbing any mechanisms, I'm going to keep Box back in the other room. All right. Uh, what are Adira and Foresight doing? Staying back? Hiding? Playing I don't know game? anything about mechanisms. Stay the fuck out of the way. <laughs> they hide the pickle? <laughs> oh, no. No, we play hopscotch, remember? Hopscotch, yes. We have chalk for that. <laughs> uh, yes. You hop up on the bottle of scotch. Wait, there's a bottle of scotch? I mean, you're going to have to pull it out of foresight. This is acceptable. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's my fetish. <laughs> kink Finder 2.0. Don't kink shame me. <laughs> uh. Yeah, whatever's in that room, y'all may want to just keep walking that way regardless. Coming, coming back this way might be a bad idea. <laughs> so these like stone thresholds on the that 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 we see are, are those the archways you were talking about? Yes. All right. Uh, uh, and over I here, crack it, like a knowledge engineering. Uh, yeah. Is that relevant? Yes, that is relevant. That's a six. That is some fine mason work. It, it is some fine mason work. Uh, which you would notice over here, uh, in the northern part of the section you're in, there's like a stone, uh, dais sort of thing. Like, uh, it looks like it has some sort of religious significance. Oh, I know which knowledge to use for that. That's a 19 on knowledge religion. Um, the dais in of itself, um... Normally, such a stone dais would be something of a, like a dwarven god or something, right? But it's what's carved into it that makes you uh, a bit worried. The name of the deity escapes you, but its thematics do not. There are demonic runes on that there dais. So I, I just kind of I, I come in, I look straight ahead at the mechanism to the east, and then I glance to the left, and his jaw just kind of hangs open as he's, like, gazing at this altar. Uh, Leaf, is there something special about this side of the room? Do you do you not see the altar? Those are uh, demonic runes of some sort. Uh, oh! That's, that's not a good sign. Do do I hear him say this? Uh, most likely, yes. Yeah, Which, like, the dais itself does not look... Over. Do you want me to come read it? <laughs> does does what? a 13 recognize these runes as demonic? Uh, 13 you said it was demonic writing. Do you want me to come read it? Are you familiar with abyssal writings? Yes. Riley just... I was in Abaddon. I know abyssal and infernal both. You're just, like, casually throwing that out there? <laughs> Uh, Brock, to quickly answer your question, they're definitely an outsider's language. I would say 
with the plus two from it already being confirmed as such, I would say, yeah, you can kind of be like, yeah, those are demonic. Okay. Uh, um, which nothing in the design of the dais is like overtly demonic. Like if if you hadn't realized that these were in fact demonic symbols, it would have just looked like some sort of carving. I told y'all before I was in Abaddon. What do you think they speak there? I I don't know what good can come from translating these, uh, but if if you feel it might help, I don't see. Uh... Why not? Just please uh, be be at the ready. You can't trust this uh, this place any longer. Maybe uh, maybe don't speak out loud. Read it to yourself first and figure out what it means. Klaatu, uh, Barata, Nikto. <laughs> I suppose I will move in then okay. and take a look at this writing. All right. Tug- tuggling foresight along. All right. So uh, you start looking at the writing. It's it, it is abyssal. It doesn't look like it's extremely literate abyssal as far as it goes. And it basically repeats uh a, a few phrases uh as it wraps around the the frills, so to speak, of this dais. It says raining blood on war, death to our enemies, eaten by many. And those are the, those are what it says. Well, as per instructed, she's not going to read it out loud. She'll pull out a sheet of paper, write down the translation, and then hand it back to Riley. Close enough. Um, yeah, and honestly, with the piece of paper, Riley will skim it over because he's curious, but he's honestly more interested to see what uh, Clinton has to make of it. And Leaf, since Leaf's right next to Clinton, if they want to both take a peek. Clint will make a check. Uh, would Leaf like to take a look at it as well? He doesn't wanna. He doesn't wanna. Okay. <laughs> I'd really rather not. He's Clint. Like, Clint looks it over. The very presence uh, of of demonic runes kind of has him taken aback slightly, and he's he's kind of edging away from it. All right. So um, Clint will look it over, and he'll look over the area. Uh he would say that to his best guess, this is some sort of vain attempt at appeasing forces uh, from beyond into aid during the war. So they were trying to summon things then? Or gain the favor thereof, perhaps. It doesn't look like they did a very good job. But uh, with caution in all things, I think it's it, it's best if we do not mess with that for now. Do you think it's possible this has something to do with our uh, lingering spirits from the other room? It's possible, I suppose. But from what I know of outsiders, they would prefer to take the souls. They would not want them to linger. Still, uh, attempting to curry favor from such an entity, that's not something that someone just does once. Uh, True. If if they have a type of knowledge that's practiced. But uh, do look here at the uh, 
at this shrine, there is only place for one person, it seems, to pray at it. It does not seem as if it is meant to be regarded by masses. And he's he's regarding, like, where there's a singular, like, place that kind of, like, steps up onto, like, to where the dais is. Uh, and that's only really big enough for one person to stand on comfortably. Even if it is one, that is still one too many. Indeed. I mean, do, do the uh, demonic carvings look newer? Or have they kind of, like, aged with the rest of the place? They've kind of aged. Like, this This isn't, like, this is a nice solid stone. It actually looks really well made. It's not too heavily worn. It's not like the masonry that the place is made of. This, so, is, this just definitely isn't something where, like, some kids broke in and vandalized their altar. Right. And you haven't seen anything like that. You haven't really seen... Uh, like low-grade squatter vandalism or anything like that. They don't take that kind of shit at Elf Murder Castle. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of in the middle of the woods, like over a day's travel from any town, so kind of hard to get here and squat. Well, I, I suppose uh, now, now that we're aware of what's going on with the altar, that leaves the other mechanism in the room. Uh, yes. I don't really have a take on it. And a door. And another door. And another door. Oh, there's so many doors. Are there any similar markings on or around the mechanism? No, none whatsoever. Okay. Uh, Anybody who speaks Elvish, uh, however, can see written in Elvish around, like, the rim. Because it's almost shaped like a table. Uh, like a big round table. Uh, around the rim, it says in Elvish, eat ass and die over and over again. Oh my. It seems very just hateful. It seems uh, whomever did the carvings for this particular mechanism was particularly vulgar. Uh, and certainly no fan of elven kind. Curious. I wonder what it does. Uh, there are demonic runes right over there. I, I think vulgarity fits right in. Well, uh, if, if the translations for the carvings have anything to say, you might be in for a surprise. <laughs> Why, tell me, Leaf, what does it translate to? Oh, I, I wouldn't be caught saying such things. Uh, we'll leave it unspoken. That bad, huh? Must be something awful. Anyways, uh, so does anyone in here have any ideas of what the thing, the contraption, might do? Was that a resounding no? Uh, I'm, I'm I haven't seeing... the slightest clue. Well, if it says vulgar things in Elfish, Elvish, and it's in the middle of Elf Murder Castle, it probably is designed to murder elves. Well, there's only one way to find out. Uh, so... Uh, Leaf could make an engineering check on it. Uh, I thought I had done so earlier. I got a six. Or can I do another one? Room itself, not on the mechanism. Oh, okay. But bam, that's a net one. For a total of four. <laughs> nice. You know, even less. It, it's probably an elaborate sex toy. 
Ah. Oh. After all, it does mention eating ass. Yeah, that explains the carvings. Uh, I would not advise touching it. It may be contaminated. With 200-year-old jizz. Well, watch it. We're not an explicit podcast, okay? Just cut it back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we are. <laughs> wait, wait, what? We had this discussion last time in the courtyard, and we were talking about all the kinks and having sex in the, the tent. You can scrape the mechanisms down for some hearty trail rations. <laughs> I want out. I'm done. Uh, it spreads so well over in. toast. Tag me in. <laughs> you're, you're, you're Riley Morheim now. Thousand year yogurt. Oh, God. It's going to be the name uh, of this episode. Thousand year yogurt. Okay. Yeah. Somebody said it. It has to be done. Fuck. <laughs> just just like the little muttered utter fuck. <laughs> I'm still uncertain as to exactly what my microphone can pick up. <laughs> That's fine. Fuck. I've made a terrible mistake. Microphone's so uh sensitive, it's cluing us into your inner thoughts. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Uh I just want everybody to know that Riley's initiative is 22 dot butt buddy. Yeah, we saw. Or at least I saw. I was letting the listeners know. Oh, it's because uh, we're an explicit podcast. Wow. Yeah. So when when you reorder the initiative, does the butt buddy actually make him go before Lark? That's a good question. Oh my it god, does. butt buddy has a positive value. It does. Who would have thunk? That's an esoteric rule I never knew about. <laughs> so we have our elaborate sex toy in a series of mysterious doors. So I, I think the consensus is to leave the elaborate sex toy alone. Is that that about there. right? Uh, that is, I, I will agree with that. Do not touch. I concur. Well, in that case, um, why don't we mosey on towards the uh, southern door and kind of like Check it out, make our way around the room, maybe. Or Lark needs to detrapify. Inspection mode activated. No traps yeah. seen. Definitely not. Inspecting the door. No traps detected. The door opens. I think he was more interesting as a southern preacher. We'll have to let him know when he comes back. He needs to maintain that accent. <laughs> so it looks like we just found a roundabout back towards the um, front end of yep. the uh, the keep. Indeed. Easy way to get back to the courtyard, looks like. Mm-hmm. And another inspection will be made. Just clearing through the room to make sure nothing is amiss. He will inspect this door and say that it is locked very complicatedly. It is a big door made of metal um, for those of you looking upon it. It appears to have like multiple moving parts on its surface and most likely within it as well made of various uh, metals and it depicts a battle over which a singular man reigns triumphant over an entire army of elves. That's with the fame. So is he unable to uh, 
Open it. Does the uh, depiction have any historical significance that might be interesting for us to learn? Well, let's get Clint over here and find out. Yeah, let's pick him up and throw him across the room. Perfect. <laughs> well, if he hits his head hard enough on it, it, you know, it might just transfer some knowledge right in. He's our history slut. He would he would note that uh, the journals did speak of the commander's door, and this seems to fit its description. Uh, this likely leads to the commander's special uh, special quarters. Special quarters. Likely on the upper floor. Um, does it look like it's unlocked with like a key, or maybe it has like a hidden mechanism somewhere that we have to activate? Most likely a hidden mechanism. You have to get uh, on the no uh, sex hole. table. You've got to crawl on the sex table, you've got to eat ass, and you've got to die, and then it'll open. Wow, that's a dumb way to open a door. <laughs> Just imagine, he had to do that every time the door opened. Somebody had to crawl up on the sex machine. Seems like it'd just be smart to just, you know, put a rock in the door so that way it didn't close all the way. <laughs> While Clint is inspecting that, Lark's going to look around some more. Helping, yeah. maybe. Nope. I don't know if Fox is strong enough to just rip the door off, but he could try breaking it. Yeah, he, he, over a period of time, he could definitely punch holes in it. I mean, he could get to work on it. I could just sit here and shoot rocks at it. Uh, is is that how we'd like to proceed? I mean, uh, we can finish exploring the uh, the rest of the first floor and then see if we happen upon like a lever or something somewhere and then return to it. I'm not sure if we're trying to preserve the uh, historical sanctity of this place on Clint's behalf. Also fair. Maybe he wants to take the door. Clint would say that would be an amazing feat if possible. So, such a uh, such a masterwork of doormanship would certainly go well in his uh, museum. No, it's a masterwork door. Okay. Well, maybe if we get it open, we can like take it off its hinges or something, and then just drag it out with us. That is a possibility. How's the um the door to the north of that one look? Untrapped, safe for passage. No traps. I'm taking a look now. Oh, well. Okay. Lark got an eight, I got a nine. It's probably completely untrapped. Anybody want to open it? Um, I think there's one more door to the north, so why don't we finish making sure the rest of this room isn't trapped, and then we can um, start plowing through doors. Unless some of the other members of the party want to explore that door first, just take a peek, maybe walk through while we finish up here. Yeah, so this this room itself seems free of traps barring anything that may be to do with doors or the mechanism itself, because it is very complex. Right. Right. Well, um, there's this last door to the north that's probably worth checking out. No traps. Even with a 21? Uh, it's trapped. Uh, Riley just lurking over Lark's shoulder, pointing out the uh, trap that he missed. Oh, no, a bucket of rocks is going to fall on your head if you walk through that. See, there's the string. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a bucket of traps. Or a oh, bucket it's a of bucket traps. of traps. <laughs> a bucket and a bunch of traps. Just fall out. You yeah. got a scythe, you got a spike pit, you got some rocks thrown in there, and there's some burning <laughs> hands. A fucking, 
pit just falls out of the fucking bucket and falls on the floor. 20, <laughs> 20 Alchemist, Alchemist fires. fires. Yeah, I've done that before. Wow, you're a dick. Oh, I okay, it wasn't 20, but it was a bundle. Uh, but yeah, so he will attempt to disable it. Fail, but not bad fail. Fail, but not bad fail. Uh, bad fail. If you want a very dangerous thing, you can try. Uh, to 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 the listeners, uh, Foresight asked if he could make make some bolus out of alchemist fires. All right, so Lark uh, takes one non-lethal damage as an axe slams into the door. Uh, but does not, um, like, cut into him. It just kind of, like, knocks him back a little bit. Now the door is jammed. Oh, good. Now we actually need someone to punch through the door. Lark hangs his head in shame. Goes to the corner. And hangs more than just his head. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm kidding. Dark. Well, since the northern door is uh, jammed and the southeastern door is metal and mechanismed and all locked up, then there's just the eastern door um, that we haven't gone through or explored anything through yet. So if it's up to me, I'd suggest moving through this door, the eastern door, to see what's on the eastern side of Elf Murder Castle. That is fine with me. All right, well, while you ponder... Anybody else want to say anything right quick? I'm just waiting on them to tell me to break down a door. Adira, foresight. Anything? No. No, I just watch them try to find the traps and then almost get killed by them. All right. Well, with that, we will wrap up for now and come back to see what's on the other side of the door next time. I hope it's more ghosts. That's what I hope. More ghosts. Closet full of them. Like I hope (laughs) I get to play more games with ghosts. Like maybe actually checkers next time. Well, that wraps up this episode. We hope you had as much fun listening to it as we had recording it. If you have any questions for the cast or would simply like to contact us, please check out the information in the description for our Twitter links and Discord. And as always, stick around for a moment and let Sean tell you about some other great podcasts, our wonderful supporters, and a lot of other fun stuff. Hope to see you next week. I'd like to thank our patrons, Tim Demuse, Brian Rafe, and Donald Bewley. If you would like to help support the show, please consider joining them at patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Want to hang out with us in our Discord? Send us a message on social media or check the episode description for a link. Welcome to the Hive. I'd like to shout out some of the other podcasts and creators that are in the Hive. Give them a listen and check out the episode description for their Twitter handles. Action Forge on YouTube, making varied videos related to TTRPGs. Fillmore's Crossing, a Spaghetti Western 5th Edition podcast. The Hideous Laughter podcast, playing the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. Our very own Chris, or Critically Accursed, on YouTube, doing Let's Plays. Hex Grid Heroes, a Starfinder homebrew podcast. Rusted Chrome, one of the character artists in our group. The Roaring Trainers, a Pokemon in the 1920s 5th edition podcast. 
the podcast for the untimely dead, playing Wraith the Oblivion in the World of Darkness system. The Wheeler Woe podcast, playing a Pathfinder 2nd edition playtest in a homebrew world. And Mystery Dungeon 9000, a multi-edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast in a 22-year-old living homebrew world. Until next time, everybody, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.